0: CT Pan pulls off the win and collects the plaid jacket, the tartan jacket at the RBC Heritage and Brooke Henderson getting it done in the only LPGA Tour stop in Hawaii, the Lotte Championship. Let's take a look at their numbers and the data that matters on this Data Monday. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. It is a Monday when we get to discuss the, um, the big wins over the weekend. And there were a couple of them. So congratulations to C.T. Pan and also uh, Brooke Henderson of Canada, of the LPGA. Those were the uh, tournaments I actually got to see a little bit of. I didn't watch the uh, Tour Champions much. Um, I haven't got quite there yet. I do watch the uh, ladies before I watch the seniors just because I don't know why. It's better golf. Um, Anyway, at least... Can I say that? I'm in big trouble if I say that, right? It's if For whatever reason, it's more interesting to me right now. I just think the LPGA Tour swings are... We can learn more from the LPGA Tour players than we can from the Senior Tour players. Even though I am closer to a Senior Tour player, right? I'm 51, so... And a dude. So I'm not playing on the LPGA Tour anytime soon. No Bruce Jenner situations for me. Thank you very little. So moving right along. Wanted to jump right into the data that matters on these two. And we're going to look both at CT Pan's win, as well as Brooke Henderson's win, because there's some interesting numbers there. Um, So let's just jump right in and get going, since we're going to look at both players real quick. First, what we like to do is kind of look at um, the consistency numbers for CT Pan. And that was definitely an interesting place to start. So CT Pan broke in on tour in 2015. And he has played in 79 tournaments, and he has made the cut 50 times for a consistency rating of 63%. He makes the cut 63% of the times. That puts him second to lowest as far as winners go in this calendar year in 2019. And that just puts him at 63%. He's 12 points on top of Corey Connors who's 51% as far as cuts go. He's obviously the the gentleman who won the Valero Texas Open a a couple weeks ago. And then the two that they both supplanted, Kevin Kisner and Graham McDowell, previous to that, were the lowest two at 69% consistency level. So 63%, second to the lowest for CT Pan out of the University of Washington, a Husky, a uh, purple people eater type color. As far as what that victory did for CT Pan, it was his first victory, so all the spoils that come with that, right? He knows where he's going to play. He's not going to have to money qualify. He's going to be able to get into all these tournaments. That will be interesting to see how his consistency numbers change. But um, CT Pan went from 113th on the FedEx Cup rankings all the way up to 26th. And just kind of scanning this quickly, there's just been a few players who were further down than him in the in the FedEx Cup numbers when they won. Graham McDowell was at 119th when he uh, took home his victory. And then Francisco Molinari was at 151st, which doesn't really isn't really indicative of how well he plays. It's just that he plays both tours, right? So he spent a lot of his time over the first of the year on the European tour. So a big jump there. I was actually surprised to see Corey Connors. I was talking about him only making 51% of his cuts, but this year he's been playing a lot better. He was at 66 in the FedEx Cup rankings when he won, so and jumped all the way up to 13. So that's to start there. 63% consistency rating, and all the way from uh, 113th up to 26th. As far as the numbers go. Um, this is an interesting tournament. The RBC played at uh, is They've got very, very small greens, tight fairways, and um, not a lot of stress because of coming from the Masters. I think Dustin Johnson said it best. Uh, if, you're, if you're comfortable at the Masters, then, then Harbortown shouldn't uh, be any big deal unless you've got some weather issues, and we we know we did. We had a lot of wind issues. Sometimes the gusts were up to 40 miles an hour, I read somewhere. And now if you're on a a tight course with small greens and wind, um, you're going to expect to see that the uh, scoring numbers are down a little bit. And we definitely saw that as far as the performance numbers, excuse me, are going to be down a little bit. So looking at these based on our Benchmark numbers that we talk about every Monday. These are the numbers that we use to analyze our own games to make sure that we are working on those aspects of our game that are the weakest. There is a tendency among us golfers to go to the range and hit our favorite clubs and our favorite shots and never work on the thing that is driving us, driving our score up most quickly. So hopefully um, looking at these benchmarks and paying attention to them will help you in your own game. So driving accuracy, and we've been looking at the 2018 numbers. I've decided after we get done with um, the PGA, we'll go ahead and start looking at um, the 2019 numbers instead of going all the way back to a full year of 2018 numbers. But for now, C.T. Pan, he averages actually in 2018, he averaged 69% of his fairways off the T. And then for the RBC, he averaged 52%, so a 17% lower rating hitting fairways, just to kind of give you an idea of how tough the conditions were out there. Greens in regulation, same thing, wind and small greens. CT Pan in 2018 averaged 71% of his greens in regulation and he only averaged 58% in the victory, right? We don't typically see somebody score less than their averages and win a tournament. So this is quite rare. In SAN saves, um, CT Pan was up and down 67% of the times. 67% of the time, his 2018 rating was 42%. And this, it's very interesting here because the 52% driving accuracy is actually below our 55% benchmark number, right? So, but his 69%, which would be the one that we would look at, was well above. He also, the greens and regulation at 58%, also below our benchmark is 65%. But again, tough conditions. Um, he's 71% in 2018, our benchmark 65%, so he's okay there. His sand saves, however, 67% for the week is obviously well above our 45% as our benchmark. But his average last year was 42%. So below our benchmark number of 45%. And he joins the likes of Tony Fianow, Bubba Watson, and Gary Woodland, who have lower uh, sand save um, percentages than our benchmark. So we would say C.T. Pan would need to work on his sand game. He obviously had a pretty good week with his sand game at 67%. His strokes gained putting, and again, strokes gained... We're going to do a whole podcast, a few of them, I think, on strokes gain because it's such an amazing way to analyze uh, one's golf game. And I've been reading, I think I mentioned previously, I've been reading a very, very cool book about strokes gain and the masters and how... um, this Joe I went through and, and analyzed all strokes gained from the masters and had to break out all the data, but it's quite a fascinating thing. So we're going to do a couple shows on strokes gain so we understand it better. And then we can kind of go through and review the 2019, um, masters numbers, which is a very, very fast, fascinating read for sure. Strokes gain is the way to look at it. Um, this is where I think CT pan had a really good week, right? He, he averaged per day, he picked up one and a half strokes on the field, almost 1.6 strokes per field. So we add that all up. That adds up to, you know, approximately six shots on the field on the putting green over the course of the tournament, which is pretty solid. Pretty good to pick up that much on the green. Um, his scrambling number for 2018 is 57%, which is just two points above our benchmark at 55%. Getting up and down around the green 55% of the time is kind of our target, kind of our goal. Um, his putting from um, 20 to 25 feet is 8.59%. Our benchmark there is 9%. So he's just a little bit below that from 20 to 25 feet and joins the likes of Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and Jim Furyk, who are also below that 9% number. Rory McElroy, let's see. No, excuse me. 18%. CT Pan was is 18% from 15 to 20 feet. Our benchmark there is 17%. So he's just one percentage point higher than that. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Paul Casey are individuals that put less than our benchmark at 17% from that uh, 10 from that 15 to 20 foot range. Uh, CT Pan is 30% from 10 to 15 feet, our benchmark is 28%. So he's good there. Our benchmark from five feet is 80%, and he is also 80%. So right on our benchmark, individuals that are less than at 80% from five feet, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, and Kevin Na. And then his um, average putts per round, 29.66. So below the 30, that is our benchmark. Um, those that put more than 30 putts per round, Jason Kokrak, which we saw struggled a little bit. Um, he was in contention yesterday and had a, a, a tough hole there, so we kind of see that. Patrick Cantlay, who's been playing really well lately, and Gary Woodland, all average in 2018 over 30 putts per round. Okay, so now we'll dive into the Cashola portion of Data Monday, where... Um, we see that uh, CT Pan took home 1.242 million dollars for his week and he did that in 272 strokes which then equals out to be he made 310,000 dollars a day for the 4 days which equates to roughly 62,000 dollars an hour assuming 5 hour rounds or for, for 4 4,566 dollars per stroke. And then we started doing this last week, which is kind of fun. As far as his his career money, he's made 4.8, almost $4.9 million over the course of his career. Again, he broke in on the tour in 2015. He has made 50 cuts. And so that he averages $97,799 per tournament um, when he makes the cut. Okay, so almost 100 grand per tournament, he makes the cut right there. Um, the only one lower than him on this entire list of people that have won is a trainer who won in Puerto Rico and he makes $86,000 per cut. So everybody else makes more than that. Now, what I wanted to do is, so Brooks, and so that's CT Pan, we're gonna wrap that up. Congratulations to him, his first win. All that comes with it, very excited, uh, very exciting for him, and we'll see a lot more of him now, um, for sure. He'll be at uh, a lot more tournaments. We always see that. When they've won their first win, they seem to burn themselves out playing in everything they can just because previously they didn't have the opportunity to do so. Now, I wanted to jump to the LPGA a little bit, and we'll talk more about the LPGA just because we did some work on um, on um, some some uh, of co swings earlier in, in a previous podcast. And I just, the LPGA's, uh, uh, the LPGA players have to, because their swing speeds are, are slower, they have to become so technical to get the most out of their golf games, to just to make sure that everything is exactly right to get the most out of their golf games. So they're really amazing swings to emulate and learn from. And uh, this Brooks Henderson is something else. She is 21 years old. The win um, on Saturday—they finished on Saturday in Hawaii at the Lote Championship—was her eighth, and that ties her as the most uh, for the most victories of any Canadian player, like Mike Weir, for example. And her next win will make her kind of the end-all, be-all of Canadian golf. She is sort of the um, the torchbearer now for Canadian golf, and she's 21 years old. Uh, she she just she's she's a fearless player she is so fun to watch when she plays she has a passion for the game that you can just feel through the tv screen and i just love watching her play i really do she um generates a lot of club head speed she has a very long backswing that um, hurts your back to watch and she generates a lot of speed how much speed does she generate well i wanted to run through these numbers here to kind of give you an idea first Kind of the money. I thought this was very interesting. She started the LPGA tour also in 2015, the same as CT Pan. We know that the money is far less. For example, for her win in Hawaii, she won $300,000. CT Pan won almost five times that at 1.2, almost 1.242 million dollars. So roughly four times, four times more uh, than she made. But interestingly enough, they they're, they're um, career money: CT Pan has won $4.8 million, almost 4.9. dollars Brooks Henderson has actually won $5.3 million over the course of her career, so she has made more money in the same amount of time than CT Pan. Now she has probably had, she's had to do it in a lot more tournaments and has had to play a lot more. But I thought that was interesting to kind of give us an idea of uh, of the. Uh, there's obviously a discrepancy there, but. Um, I I don't think any of us would look at over $5 million from 2015 and think that's just awful money. She's done quite well for herself and um, has eight wins. It took her eight wins to do it. C.T. Pan has done it with one win. Kind of give you an idea there of how that does. So what does that work out in sort of the same, if we look at the money the same way, she won $300,000 for her four days. She did it in 276 strokes, so four strokes more than C.T. Pan did than CT Pan used to to get his win. That means that she made $75,000 per day or $15,000 per hour and about $1,000 a stroke, okay? Where CT Pan was four, you know, $4,500 a stroke. Now this is what I really thought was cool. So her driving accuracy over the course of her career, they don't really, they don't have quite the the stats that the PGA Tour does, they don't have, all the computers and all the equipment and all the the stuff that pg tour does they just don't have that kind of money to do that and their purses show it but so we're going to take as much data as we got and it was super super interesting so this is to date right so 2019 numbers brooks henderson is averaging 72 percent of her fairways okay and everybody's like oh yeah she's just a girl right She is averaging, for this year, she is averaging 279 yards in her drive. Folks, how many of you average 279 in your driver? Because I don't, and I'm playing at uh, elevation. So that's extraordinary. I think that's that's fantastic. That's how much club head speed. Okay, she's she's 5'6", 21 years old, and she's popping it out there on an average of 279 yards per drive. It's awesome. All right, her greens and regulation, 75%. Our benchmark is 65%. She's well above our benchmark. Our benchmark for driving accuracy is 55%. She's at 72%, and hitting at 280 yards. Right, sand save, she's at 53%. Our benchmark is 45%. Her scoring average, and we don't have a... her scoring average is 69 and a half. She averages under par for this year. And her putting uh, numbers, she averages 29.58 putts per round, um, which is less than our 30. And year-to-date money, she's made almost $500,000 year-to-date this year. So, um, really, congratulations to her. Uh, Fun to watch. Please, if you've got the time, definitely watch the LPGA Tour, especially if you're trying to get better at your game. Their swings are so technically pure you can learn a lot from them. And I think that we'll break down Brooke's, Brooke Henderson's swing next. It's really quite fun to look at. So I think I'll do that next when we go and analyze a swing. And until next time, and we're gonna do it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll do some uh, stroke scan discussions as well, which I think will be great fun. And I've got some really cool stuff on chipping that's coming up pretty quickly. So until next time, remember better data means better golf. Thanks.